Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're on Team Human, Conscious Intervention in the Machine, an opportunity to retrieve who we are from whatever we've become and embody that as fully as we can. There's still time to play. Mom isn't calling us in for dinner, so let's get our heads back in the game. I'm Douglas Rushkoff, and I'm on Team Human. Playing for Team Human today, it's me with a standalone monologue. It's time to intervene on behalf of people and all living things. I'm Douglas Rushkoff, and you are on Team Human. I've been thinking a lot about this show, really, since um, the Naomi Klein interview that we did a few weeks ago, where um, she was talking about her book Doppelganger and having a public persona that got out of control and confused with Naomi Wolf. And while I haven't had quite that, I mean, there was a period of time when people confused me with Doug Copeland, but we've, I guess we've differentiated ourselves from each other. But um, I do have a, a, a public persona that I feel like maybe it has gotten, I don't know, out of my control a little bit. It's more like, I feel like it's this, this, there's this Doug Rushkoff out there that I need to live up to some, you know, team human sponsoring, loving, you know, half awakened, you know, ethical guy who's got answers to lots of things. And um, I don't have, I mean, I have answers to some things, but not anything. I just have my own approaches. I think about stuff, but um, I don't know. There's a there's something too uh, precious out there. I, I was thinking about that. And and I remember Genesis Peorage said once that, uh, you know, if you, if you 
start if you have a public image that you can see once you once you can recognize it you've got to kill it um what the genesis kills you know it's a little aggressive but um i think maybe it's it's more like once you recognize like an identity that you've that you've become a kind of a fixed identity that's kind of apart from you i think the more important thing is really is set it free right it's not like it's bad it's just it's not you it's just it's something else. I'm not exactly sure what it looks like to set that free. One thing that um, Josh and Luke are suggesting is maybe let Team Human become, you know, Rushkoff Radio. Team Human's been around for, I guess, like seven years and close to 300 episodes now. It's a great meme, but it's not, it's not me. It's a thing. And maybe uh, move on to something a little bit more freeform. Certainly, uh, uh, you know, being some journalist with a microphone, you know, running around getting interviews with people. I mean, it's a wonderful thing and platforming people's ideas, but it doesn't feel quite right. But neither does becoming just another privileged, somewhat psychedelic white boy mansplaining the fabric of reality, the failures of capitalism or the fantasies of a collective future. I don't know. So I'm I'm changing it up. That's all. I'm going to keep you aware of what's happening or at least at least what I think is happening as as it happens. Okay, so what what do I want to talk about today? I guess I there's a piece I've been working on. Um for the Guardian. It's supposed to be a, a longer one than the usual kind of 800 word jaunt I've been doing for um, for uh, Medium. And that's good, you know, take a little bit more time and write a, a bigger thing, you know, re- reduce frequency and increase uh, increase impact and, and hopefully quality. And I kind of want to finish out the whole, I'm just so tired of the tech bros. I'm tired of the tech bros, but it feels like the only way to exorcise the tech bros is to actually exercise them. So uh, I'm working on a piece. I want to call it slouching toward Olympus, wanna be demigods of the new gilded age. And what I'm thinking to focus on is that there is something that's just different about today's tech billionaires, particularly from billionaires prior. There's there's so much news and speculation about the antics of these guys there. Apocalypse bunkers, that's me, right? That's I'm the one who do <laughs> <laughs> speculated about those the the vampiric longevity strategies their outlandish social media pronouncements private space programs uh, virtual world building ambitions that it's hard to remember they're not simply enacting a reality series or playing characters in some new marvel movie series it may feel like that to them but for us this is real life. Like uh, I saw Walter Isaacson's new biography of Elon Musk, and and he writes about how Musk now really has the authority to defy the U.S. Air Force's requests to leverage the Starlink internet service in Ukraine and Crimea based on his own personal engagement with Russian officials and his own understanding of the conflict. That means we've entered new territory. I mean, yeah, Musk 
he may be right. The Defense Production Act of 1950, that may be obsolete. And Ukraine's intention to enact a surprise attack may have been a bad long-term strategy. But since when have such decisions been the province of a single unelected individual? The, it, it, it's odd, right? I mean, the the New Deal... I guess that was when the War Powers Act was started, and it gave the government authority over how billionaires would operate their companies. And I guess that's what gave the president sort of the the legal leverage to get Chrysler to make tanks and Ford to build bombers and and Buick to make airplane engines in World War II. So you know, however you know, avaristic they may have been, the the titans of the past gilded eras. They still saw themselves as members of, of civil society with an obligation to turn over their factories. But today's billionaires, they they seem to understand us civilians and, and the collective as impediments to their progress, you know, that we may be at best, we are um, sad, <laughs> sad, but, but necessary uh, uh, victims of the externalities of the company's necessary growth targets and, and members of the civilization that they will eventually leave behind in their inexorable colonization of the next dimension. And uh, you know, oddly enough, from the research I've been doing, it seems that today's tech billionaires, they're not any wealthier than their early 20th century counterparts. And in a lot of ways, they are poorer in inflation-adjusted dollars than those guys. But but I read End Times by Peter Turchin, who I really do want to talk to for the show. And what he shows is that even though they're not richer, there's many, many, many more of them. So collectively, they've accumulated as a much bigger proportion of the world's wealth than the billionaires of the past. He talks about something called the wealth pump, which is that sort of exponential digital economy thing I've been talking about that that generates billionaires, like, like it's from a 3D printer, leading to this surplus of elites with very few means of distinguishing themselves. Their, their empires aren't based on single things, you know, like railroads or steam, steel mills or oil wells, but, but these kind of Virtual commodities like likes and views or crypto. I mean, the, the, the only evidence we see in the real world of their operations is mostly destruction, right? <laughs> it's, it's destruction and slavery and mining. For all, for all of its problems, at least the auto industry of the 20th century, it made Detroit's middle class wealthy. Today's Silicon Valley businesses, they make us all poorer, right? Or most of us poorer. They, they've got tent villages, you know, and encampments around these corporate headquarters. You know, if they, if they ask government for anything, they're calling government and the cops to clear the tent villages from their headquarters before they have uh, big conferences. There's, there's a, a, a uh, uh, what's the word? An imperiousness. I got to look that up. Like kingliness, right? Isn't that what that means? Imperiousness. I'm the professor. <laughs> I'm asking you and you can't even talk that quite. I'll look it up. Don't worry. Don't have to write me. Um, 
but 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 to the way they 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 disregard the people and places where they operate and and I don't see historical precedent quite for that. I mean Mark Zuckerberg had to go all the way back to Augustus Caesar for a role model. And like I've always said, I'm I'm thankful it's not Caligula, but still he's aspiring towards absolute power of a Roman dictator. You know, this is not this is not right. You know, he 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 said uh, I found this quote through a th- through a really harsh approach, he established 200 years of world peace. You know, it didn't come for free and he had to do certain things. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, so that's Zuckerberg talking about well, Augustus Caesar, you know? He had to do certain things. I, I don't. That's that's a little dark, right? You know. And I guess what are certain things? You know, Musk. What has he done? He he created. Remember, he created that thing. His his independent body. He called it the Supreme Court of of Facebook or of Meta, I guess. And it was going to make all the decisions about what's right and what's wrong. And he thought the Supreme Court would be good enough that all the other companies, all the other tech companies, should be using the Supreme Court. That he makes, not a Supreme Court that happens through government, not that we do much better through government making our Supreme Court, but no, 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 it's something that he'll just pick these dudes. No. So at least Zuckerberg's kind of, you know, anti-democratic measures are, are, they're expressed as the decrees of a, of a would-be benevolent dictator, right? Musk he doesn't have that kind of restraint. You know, he's the guy who tweeted, you know, we will coo whoever we want, deal with it, right? About something about uh, rare earth metals coming out of Bolivia, right? They just will coo them. You know, when when advertisers were leaving t- Twitter, uh, when it was still called Twitter, and Musk had just taken over, he said, oh, we're going to do thermonuclear name and shame on any anyone who wants to leave, right? He's got this, 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 aggressive gumption to tweet this way, I guess, because Twitter is his own platform. You know, he bought it, right? He is Tesla. And and maybe that's the, the weird thing about this moment. Last time, in the last Gilded Age, each Titan kind of owned one industry, right? Rockefeller had, had oil, um, Carnegie had steel, Vanderbilt, had had railroads and JP Morgan was the banker. You know, these guys were richer, but but they seemed to be satisfied with a single vertical. You know, Elon Musk, he doesn't just own X and and Tesla, but 
but uh, SpaceX, uh, the Boring Company, Starlink, uh, Solar City, or is that part of Tesla now? Um, Neuralink, um, XAI, and he wants to get another banking company like like PayPal, which is his real dream for X. Uh, but he sold PayPal with Theo to eBay. You know. Uh, uh, Bezos, right? He doesn't just have Amazon, which is, I mean, God, what is Amazon? But, 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 but Zappos, Amazon Prime, which is basically a Hollywood studio, the Washington Post, um, that, that, that movie thing, IMDb, duh, Twitch, uh, MGM, uh, Whole Foods, uh, Ring, uh, they got a medical thing, um, Blue Origin, um, and and the Amazon Web Services, right? The um, the cloud services. They've got like a third of the market, right? These are these are not uh, verticals. It's like they're 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 horizontals, and horizontals are make for a different world. I mean, think about you know back in the in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, bad corporate shit was happening. So United Fruit Company needed a coup in Guatemala because they the 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 newly communist government wasn't going to let them exploit people on their on their plantation anymore. So so they couldn't just publish their propaganda, right? United Fruit Company had to hire Ed Bernays and then Ed Bernays had to enlist, you know, Hearst and and Time and and news agencies for the propaganda that then marshaled American support for the coup. Today Musk owns both the company seeking Bolivia's rare earth metals and the propaganda machine capable of the disinformation required to get the American public to support that, right? And and far from seeing this as a threat to its ability to operate free of corporate pressure, the U.S. government has spent over $11.6 billion just on the unclassified contracts with SpaceX and Starlink since 2018, according to uh, uh, one of my students uh, did some analysis of these of, of the expenses in, in the federal procurement data system. See, we're getting real data here. And the, the the success these guys have across this this broad spectrum, it seems to have given them a false confidence in in their own kind of a universal expertise. Like, look at Bill Gates, right? He gave all this advice to America, going on CNN and MSNBC about vaccines and public health, and he eventually issued a report where he graded each country's response to the COVID crisis as if he were a school teacher who knew better himself than every nation's Department of Health, and nobody got an A, right? <laughs> so what is that, right? We're just supposed to follow him and listen to what he says, right? The nineteenth century. Industrialists, the 20th century industrialists, they they donated to hospitals and libraries and universities. J.P. Morgan, he bailed out the federal government twice. They understood that, that giving money to existing institutions meant that it could be distributed by people who understood those institutions, those those sectors better than an individual billionaire. They were comfortable outsourcing those decisions to the libraries or the hospitals. Today's billionaire philanthropists, and I've been meeting them, you know, asking them for even a couple thousand bucks to do a speaker series in my college. No, they donate to their own philanthropies. 
and they do it with their own stock and then they make their own decisions about how the money is spent because after all they are the experts in everything right they don't they don't give to a university peter thiel's fellowship he gives a hundred thousand dollars to young people to to build things instead of going to college, right? Uh, Musk's X Prize and the Singularity University—they they give money to you know exponential technologies that solve these global grand challenges with giant moonshots, right? This little committee is going to pick the thing that a zillion dollars should go to, rather than like I don't know paying tax. You know, and then then you, the real the, the the real expression. Got to write this one down. The, the 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 real expression of philanthropy in a digital age. It's it's effective altruism. This idea, this 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 utilitarian idea of of Sam Bankman Freed and sometimes sometimes Musk that the future matters more than the present, since one day there will be more people and post human entities spread throughout the world than the eight million kind of larval humans crawling around on earth today. So it's better to earn money and then just donate a significant portion of it to the charities that make the difference to a better tomorrow. It's kind of this abstracted, uh, empathy-free form of utilitarianism that you see in uh, in an Avengers movie where that, that omniscient character what was his name in Infinity Wars? He instantly murders half the life on on uh, in the universe, I guess, in order to preserve the the well being of of the the survivors. These are the these these all thinking, all knowing supermen that see themselves as the saviors of the universe. If only we'd believe them, you know. So you get you know. The Elon Musk that we meet in uh, Walter Isaacson's biography, where he's so fascinated with like Iron Man that he he gives the tour of SpaceX to Robert Downey Jr. and 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 the director of the movie, you know, and so he can model for them the way a real life celebrity industrialist can kind of save the world with his technology genius, you know. And online, you see Musk, he posts selfies of himself as as Doctor Strange the sorcerer supreme right as if he's really acquired these characters martial arts abilities i mean he even challenged uh, mark zuckerberg to a cage match after zook launched uh, uh what was it threads the the app that would compete with 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 the dying twitter oh did i just say dying twitter i hope i'm get sued for that. I do feel like it's dying there, though. It's all bots. Every time I, I post a link to the show, I just see like 500 fake porn sites. Like, it's really weird. Start read. I don't know what they're thinking. What I mean, they're retweeting me, but to whom? To like followers of one? I guess they're tweeting so that I see them retweeting me and think that they're humans? I have no idea what it is. But I think this is what happens when too many people level up to super elite status at once, like Turchin's saying. So they, they, they end up competing for status. They can get almost infinite money, but they can't get infinite attention. So Zook and Musk, they, they tweet and thread at each other like, like superheroes or, or professional wrestlers, you know, and, and they're, they're enabled by a, a fascinated press and public. I mean, look at me, I'm talking about it, you know, 
And and we keep we keep inflating their their kind of uh, demigod status. I mean, it's 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 better than than ultimate, you know, fighting or or some reality TV show. Their 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 bro battle served kind of as as the first truly native form of content on the internet. This kind of entertainment and hero worship. They 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 make these performative threats and denouncements from their perches up the uh, on top of their their globally scaled social media platforms like like their their virtual giants each with his own origin story you know like like they're our culture's equivalent of the greek gods that's the part that's weird to me and i think for them it may be more than uh, a mere metaphor. That's why, you know, I wrote the whole book on the mindset, survival of the richest, that they're 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 combining some distorted interpretation of of Nietzsche with with a pretty accurate interpretation of Ayn Rand and come up with this sort of combo belief that 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 God is dead and that the the Ubermensch has to remake the world in his own interests right this is this is what theo means right he hears in nietzsche the the call to take the future in his own hands he said i no longer believe that freedom and democracy are compatible right what is that right it's that you don't get hockey stick stock charts without this kind of totalized dominion thinking so instead, you know, you get this 10x zero to one, be an order of magnitude better than everybody else. Be what Theo calls a, a definite optimist. Everybody else is too process oriented, making these little incremental decisions. But what you got to do is, is press on with your singular vision no matter what. Go from zero to one. Build it from scratch. You build the world's biggest surveillance system, Palantir, right? And you be the all-seeing eye on top of the pyramid, right? But get a get a compound in New Zealand and invest in some seasteading just in case, right? The idea is you move one level above. We've talked about that. Go meta, move up. You don't do web one, you don't do, you do web two. You don't be one of the people on web two. You aggregate them and you do web three. You level up, right? That's not capitalism. I've just been looking at this book Cory Doctorow told me about by by Yanis Varoufakis. That's called uh, Techno Feudalism, and he's really saying that this is no longer capitalism. The capitalists, the the previous robber barons, they sought to extract value from workers by disconnecting them from the value they created, but they still made stuff. Feudalists seek entirely passive income by going meta on business itself. They are rent seekers who simply want to own the currency or the platform where the other people do the work, right? That's what I always write about, you know, uh, um, Jack Welch, when he decided he made less money selling washing machines than giving money to people to buy the washing machines. The lending made more money than the making, so whether they're they're colonizing Mars or or upscaling human consciousness to the cloud, these titans today 
they're less interested in producing value in the existing world than passively extracting enough value from it to leave us behind and start again on virgin territory, right? They're going to build up their $500 billion mega city in Saudi Arabia called Neom from scratch, as long as they can move the 20,000 Bedouins who've been living there sustainably for a couple thousand years somewhere else. Or in California, you've got the, the CEO of Stripe, um, you got Mark Andreessen, um, LinkedIn founder, Reed Hoffman, and um, Steve Jobs' wife, uh, um, What's her name? Uh, 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 Laureen Powell Jobs. They're bankrolling this walkable city they want to build in Solano, California, instead of working with the communities and governments in the Bay Area where they live to improve those places, right? It's like they're gods playing Sim City. This is not altruistic or effective, right? It's the opposite. It's this other kind of egotistical display that's that's way more extract uh, than 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 the egotistical displays of 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 capitalists you know I'm, uh, compare like the Macy's Day parade to to blue origin right the Macy's Day parade at least they were doing a spectacle for the city they're paying back to New York City in the form of this big parade you know Jeff Bezos comes back from blue origin and he's like thank you all for making this possible making what possible you know what that you could go do what we we could do collectively 50 years ago. Now you're doing all good luck. Have fun. You take a, a, a William Shatner up there, right? It, it's better entertainment. And, and that, I think, deep down, or maybe on the surface, actually, that's what's actually going on here. The antics of the tech feudalists, they make for better science fiction stories than they are models for legitimate paths to sustainability or even survivability. Sensationalism is no indication of viability. It's just advertising. Musk and Zook challenging each other to duels as a way of what? Uh, it's a way of advertising their platforms. Musk is less uh, what X's CEO than he is its troll in chief. And Zook is the only one of us anyone has seen carousing around in the metaverse. They are not gods. They are entertainers or, or pitchmen. So instead of emulating them, we should first uh, laugh at them and then dismiss them, right? Change the channel. They are like the contestants in an episode of Survivor trying to be the, the, the last one on the island. It is entertaining, and, and sometimes it's hard to look away. It's the same impulse that leads many Americans to vote for Trump, less because they want him for president than because he'll make for better television. It's time to turn off this show. The car accident of a, of a, of a tech future and get on with reclaiming the world from this new generation of robber barons rather than continuing to fund and watch their fantasies. These are not the demigods we're looking for. Well, thank you for being on Team Human 
and tuning in today. I hope you like this as a standalone thingy. It's kind of fun to do, mixing it up. Team Human is produced by Joshua Chapdelin and edited by Luke Robert Mason. I am Douglas Rushkoff, and you've been on Team Human, our last best hope for peeps. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.